Three, two, one. Hello. Welcome to Background Noise. My name is Eric. And my name is Casey. And for today's episode, we are doing another... We are going to do another part of the zombie apocalypse story today. The pistol. You crouch low and move slowly from the broken security door, crossing the main corridor towards the pile of dead in front of the security office. Amazingly, you don't think zombies have noticed your presence yet, and you are able to get all the way to the pile of bloody corpse... Corpses. Corpse? Just under the shattered security window, crouching under the window frame, you can hear the zombies within the security room on the other side, moaning and shuffling about. Moving very slowly, you risk taking a look through the window frame and see the three zombies inside the security area. Beyond them, to the back of the security room, is also another door, but it is ajar and you briefly see movement from the other side. More zombies, no doubt. Looking at the dead piled at your feet, you see that there are eight bodies and that they all have a number of zombie bites on them, but it appears the actual cause of their death or re-death, as the case may be, was one or more gunshot wounds to the head. Looking amid the gore, you see the security guard's pistol lying nearby and carefully pick it up. You see that the safety is still off and check the 12 round clip, empty. Dang, the security guard seems to have saved the last round for himself. You take the pistol and begin to move back across the main corridor towards the broken security door, which at this point, Incidentally, you can see it has the words transit authority, subway personal, oh my, personnel only is written on its face. You watch the cluster of 10 or 12 zombies closest to your position and move when they all seem to be facing away from you. The urge to bolt for it is intense, but you force yourself to walk slowly across the wide corridor, arms now extended like a zombie, just in case something stupid Something so stupid would actually work. You get about halfway across the, across the corridor when one of the 10 or 12 zombies by the stairs in the south platform appears to take note of you. It doesn't l- moan loudly or lurch forward like you'd expect, but simply leaves the pack and starts shuffling slowly towards you like it isn't in, a, in any hurry to get anywhere. A second zombie seems to respond to the first departure and begins moving behind it as well, while the rest of the zombies in the group don't pay either any mind. Dang, you almost made it undetected. Now you have two zombies coming your way, but at least they aren't charging yet. Your mind screams, run for your life. While your common sense, the smaller of the two voices right now says, don't blow your cover and keep going slowly. So we have two options, and the first option is to bolt for it, and the second option is to keep it together and continue the charade until you're through the broken transit authority door. Like, if you bolt for it, you're going to just drive. Bring attention. Yeah, I I would keep it together. Personal. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, The next chapter is called Followed. You head through the broken transit authority door and into the short hallway. Knowing the two zombies will follow you in, you go into the office corridor to set up an ambush. Your momentary hesitation allows the undead woman to see you, and you lose the element of surprise. 
They growl hungrily and actually fight each other to get at you first. You backpedal enough to allow one to get ahead of the other, and then upswing your crowbar with both hands, catching the first zombie under the chin. Her head is rocked back and her feet leave the ground, as her jaw crumples under the blow and her teeth explode out of her mouth in a spray of blood. She falls backward onto the floor, momentarily impeding the progress of the zombie behind her. Unfortunately, it was not a lethal blow, at least not for a zombie. And the nasty thing sits back up, its lower jaw hanging open like a pulpy flap of loose skin. Ew. That's disgusting. At this point, you find yourself near an open office door. You slip backward through the door and close it quickly. You can hear the two female zombies clawing and scratching at the door and see that the flimsy thing is not going to keep them out long. Even now, they are tearing the front paneling off the door. You ready your crowbar and open the door suddenly, just enough that the zombies can poke their head in at you. You also brace the bottom of the door with your foot to prevent them from pushing their way in simultaneously. As you hoped, one of the zombies sticks its head in through the gap, snapping at you ferociously. You swing your crowbar down on its head as hard as you can and wince as an explosion of the contents blasts you in the face and even gets in your eyes. Ew. That's awful. You try to focus through the goop running down your face and ready another blow, but the zombie drops to the ground dead and is stepped over by the zombie behind it. Again, you slam down your crowbar, annihilating the second zombie's head as well. When neither of them get back up again, you step back, wipe your face with your sleeve, and step over the gruesome corpses into the corridor again. You then spend the next two minutes retching uncontrollably. Once you recompose yourself, you realize that you have nowhere left to check, except for the private restrooms at the end of the hall. Or maybe you missed something in the machinery room down the stairwell. So our options are to check out the private restrooms or to go back to the stairwell that drops down into the machinery room. So it's wanted us to check the bathrooms like three times now. So, so should we just check the do bathrooms? Do we just check the bathrooms? Let's just check the bathrooms on. All right, this chapter is called Hysterics. You move to the end of the hallway and try one of the restroom doors, but it is locked. Trying the other, it opens into a small private bathroom, nothing out of the ordinary, and no other exits. You ponder why the other door is locked and wonder if someone is in there. Keeping your voice down and knocking lightly on the other restroom door, you whisper, Hello? Is someone in there? You listen at the door and can hear a frantic whimpering inside. Hey, I'm not a zombie. If we work together, maybe we can get out of here. You try to reassure her. Then, from inside the restroom, you hear a woman's hysterical plea. Oh my gosh, help me. Please help me. Help me. Help me, she screams. It's like, Why is she screaming? I know, that's what I was just going to be like. Be quiet. Literally be quiet. Oh like, my gosh. Lady. You're taken aback by all the noise the hysterical woman is making. It's going to attract the zombies, for sure. That's what we were saying. Shut your mouth, you hiss. The door to the restroom then opens and you see a disheveled looking secretary inside on her hands and knees bawling her eyes out. She's obviously in shock and completely panic stricken. She grabs your hand as if you had some power to magically carry her out of this nightmare and continues to shriek for help. You then hear a sudden cacophony of howling wails and agitated moans echoing in from the main subway terminal beyond the broken security door. The zombie horde has heard the woman's screams and is moving this way, moving towards you. This is bad. You pull your hand free of the woman and try to decide what to do. If you don't act fast, you'll get overrun by zombies. When 
They start pouring into your area through the broken security door at the end of the hallway. No, don't leave me, don't leave me, the woman shrieks hysterically, wrapping her arms around one of your legs and bawling. She's going to get you killed. We should not have come in this stupid bathroom. Why is she screaming? Do you not understand? Like, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Try to drag her back to the secured stairwell with you. Try to yank yourself free and run for the secured stairwell, leaving her to her own fate. Club the woman in the head with your crowbar, killing her, and run for the secured stairwell. Okay, three, we're definitely not doing. No, we're not doing three at all. I literally am here with shocked Pikachu face. You know that meme? Yes. That was me. I'm literally like, like that's crazy. We're not killing her. No, we're But I don't think she should go with us. I feel like she should. Okay. But I, I know. No, I just, I don't want her to die. I I don't want her to die. She has to stop screaming. She needs to stop screaming. But I'm like, if we try to yank ourselves, what if she, what if we can't yank ourselves free? Then we'll die. And then we did all this for what? I'm just saying. Let's try and drag her. But you don't want to do that. And you don't want to not. So what do we do? Eeny meeny? Do we have a coin? Okay, so we have a real coin. Not a shell this time. We're going to keep that in though, because that's funny. (laughs) So heads is to try to drag her with us. Tails is to yank her free. What is it? I literally can't see it. Tails. Well, that's tails twice in a row. That's heads. Oh no, that's heads. That is tails. The head is always the same on quarters. Yeah. So it's tails. Yank herself free. Okay, that's what we're doing. The next chapter is Left Behind. Knowing that you'll never make it back to the secured stairwell in time trying to drag this hysterical woman with you, you ignore her terrified pleas and tear yourself out of her grasp. You then hear the horde of zombies drawing very close. They are just outside the hallway. Running back up the long office corridor, you just arrive at the security door when the howling mob of ravening undead clamber into the area. At first, you see the bawling woman you left behind near the private restrooms. She cries out in anguish as the zombies swarm over her and begin to tear her apart messily. With more and more zombies pouring into the short hallway after them, you know it's only a matter of time before they flow into the office corridor and spot you. I'm kind of mad because I wanted it to be like, oh, she sees me like running. She should have just followed. I know. Why Why, why do you have to drag follow? her? Like, okay, get out of your I I panic. really feel bad. But I want us I to live. I don't want us to die. And I'm I'm still upset that we were bit one time already. I know. I didn't want her to die either. I just was worried we were going to die. Because the way she's like a hysterical woman well, and it who's says screaming. We wouldn't have made it back t- in time if we were dragging her. Yeah, so we would have died. She should have saw we were running from these things and, and followed. I know. Okay, I'm actually so. mad. <laughs> Our only option is better hurry. The next chapter is secured stairwell. With no time to spare, you open the security door and slip inside, shutting it behind, just as the zombies enter the corridor and howl ravenously in your direction. You can see them through the narrow, wired, reinforced window in the door as they stumble quickly to the security door and start pounding against it. You're pretty sure the steel security door will hold on, so you ignore the zombies and slump against the wall to catch your breath, which I also need to do. Catch your breath? (laughs) Trapped, you think. Where the hell do I go now? You're about to sink into the depth of despair when you look up and see something you hadn't noticed before. In the ceiling, you see a two and a half by four foot metal access panel of some sort bolted shut. Maybe you can pry it open is our only option. Fresh air. You pop the bolts and pry open the metal access panel, revealing a two by four foot wide metal duct 
heading straight up a good 40 or so feet. Smaller ductwork, too narrow for a person to get into. Branch off the main duct here and there, while you can actually see lights shining in through a large grate in the side of the duct way up at the top. Sorry, I was going to say, can I say something? Mm -hmm. So, is it saying the duct goes straight up? That's what it sounds like to me. It says, heading straight up a good 40 or so feet. That's so you're going to be like... You're going to... Yeah. And, and the parts that go out that you can't, like, climb through yourself, you is that just, where you're going to put your feet? Oh, that's probably like why they, they put that in there. My bad. Just I mean, a like, thought. With no other way out of the subway, you decide it's worth the risk to climb up the shaft. Mm. You uncoil your rope and tie one end to your waist and the other end to a bundle of your gear. You intend to scale up the main duct and then pull your gear up after you oh, get to the top. That makes sense. And I also forgot we had a rope. I did too. So that actually is, that's good. I'm glad we have the rope. That's perf. Perf. That's not a word. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. You then step up onto the rail of the stairs and with no small effort, you pull yourself into the duct. Once you're in, it's much easier as you can wedge your back and legs against opposite sides of the shaft and inch your way up. He's like this. That, you would fall and break your bones. <laughs> you die. After a few minutes, you arrive at the top and can see through the blades of a huge industrial fan in front of the large grate. Because there's no power in the fan, it won't be any trouble to squeeze through. Looking out of the gate, looking out of the grate, you see that you are on the ground floor of a parking garage near the collection booths at the exit. You can see two entry lanes and two exit lanes near the collection booths, both of which are choked with abandoned vehicles that were trying to exit the garage and got backed up by blocked traffic. You shudder as you can see blood splattered and tracked everywhere. But interestingly enough, no bodies as if people had actually been ripped from their cars and dragged off by some inhumane creatures, okay? They're, obviously they're zombies. What else? You can actually see into the back seat of a car nearby. Its door is still open, and you are aghast at the empty, blood-splattered infant seat inside. Oh, That's sad! I was like, empty blood? That doesn't make any sense, and then it finished. That's awful. It's the saddest thing in the world. As you soak in the lonely bloodbath of the parking garage, you suddenly hear a long, shrill shriek from somewhere out in the city nearby. It sounds like a woman, but not human. More savage and animalistic, more hunting call than a cry of distress. The scary thing is that it sounds nothing like a zombie. You hope you'll never have to find out what just made that noise. After waiting quietly in the vent shaft for a good 15 minutes and not seeing or hearing anything more, you haul up your gear and then climb through the fan to pry open the grate enough to slip out. Even though you don't see any zombies in your immediate vicinity, you feel terribly exposed here. You are very close to the exit and can simply walk a few feet down the ramp to leave the parking garage and enter the streets, or you can head up a level or two first to search for anything of use in the abandoned vehicles and also get a look at the streets from above with a relatively with a relative safety of higher ground you then remember that you have a working cell phone taking it out you see that there is still no signal so now we have two options leave now and head onto the streets 
or go up a level or two first? Personally, I think go up a level or two first. Get- it makes a lot more sense to get an overview of everything in front of you. And also, I was thinking before when I was going to, I said a note I wanted to tell you. Why would we not look in the cars and see if there's anything of value? Any supplies? So it's giving an option to do that. So we need to do that. We need to go up a level, look around, and also gather some supplies if we're able to. And maybe take a car? I agree. They're all abandoned. We can take one. Yeah, take the one that blocked the traffic. Yeah. The parking garage. You decide to head up and get a look around before going down into the streets. Maybe you can get a good look at the area from the top of the parking garage. Maybe you can get a cell phone signal from up there, too. Looking around, you see the elevator and stairs off to your left. You know there's no power to the elevators, but the stairs still work. Or you can simply walk up the vehicle-choked car ramps. You can also see the door to the parking garage office itself. Not too far from the stairs. I don't know about the parking garage office. Yeah, I don't know. There may be something of use in there, but what if zombies are in there too? Do you really want to risk drawing their attention while you have the rest of the parking garage to explore first? So our options are to take the stairs to walk up the car ramps, or to check out the parking garage office. So I'm thinking, here's here's what I was thinking. Absolutely, let's not go into the parking garage office. Mm-hmm. Because zombies could totally be yeah, in there. Yeah, 100%. Taking the stairs probably makes the most sense, but walking up the car ramps is possible we'll see something of value, but it's also possible there's still zombies. So I'm thinking so, stairs might be the best option. That's what I was thinking at first, and then I was like, oh, but... We will be a, we'll be more out in the open so we can see, like you're saying, on the ramps. But if there's cars on the ramps, because it's backed up, there could be zombies like in between the cars and stuff. So yeah. I, don't, I feel like the stairs. The stairs, okay, I agree. Cover of stairs. You carefully enter the stairwell and listen for the telltale sign of moaning zombies. When you hear none, you slowly make your way up the stairs, stopping at each level to peer out the fire doors. You don't see any zombies in the parking garage, which is almost completely bare, except for a few lonely cars still parked in their spaces. You guess that the owners of the cars never even made it into the parking garage for an escape attempt, or simply saw, oh, sorry, or perhaps they simply saw the futility of trying to drive into a gridlocked street full of rampaging zombies and tried to flee on foot. You shudder at the thought. Actually glad that you missed the initial outbreak. It must have been utterly terrifying chaos. Me trying to explain things. <laughs> Utterly terrifying <laughs> chaos. Me and saying like I had to wake up. <laughs> when you reach the top floor, number seven, you walk out onto the rooftop parking space. Your attention is momentarily caught by the sky to the east, or in the distance, over the tall line of buildings blocking most of your view, you can see dark columns of rising smoke. It appears that quite a few parts of the east side of the city are burning. You wonder... Was the east side where he needed to go for the police station? I think so. You wonder if the fires will burn themselves out or spread to engulf the entire city. Nothing you can do about it now, though. A single car with its hood up is the only thing up here in the parking space. Moving to the retaining wall surrounding the parking area, you look over the north side of the building and see an empty side alley below, adjacent a three- and five-story building next to the parking garage. Good. No zombies down there. Going to the east side of the building, you look down and see where the alleyway go- alleyway goes back behind the buildings on this block and dumps into a narrow lane running north and south. You don't see any zombies down there, but then you can't really see into the back street itself due to other buildings blocking your view. On the south side of the building is another alleyway similar to the one on the north side, except there's a 10-story building adjacent to the parking garage there. You then look down the west side of the building to the street in front of the car-choked exit ramp. 
It runs north and south and is also clogged with abandoned and wrecked vehicles as far as you can see in either direction. Hundreds of zombies wander the streets between the cars, aimlessly shambling about and occasionally snarling as they pass by each other. Directly across from the parking garage is Fox Park. The subway station is right across from the street from you, facing the parking garage. You can see down the open tunnel entrance and the massive mob of three or four hundred zombies milling in front of it. It's a good thing you didn't just blindly walk down the street. That probably wouldn't have ended well. As you look, you note that you don't see any zombies in the park itself, just in the streets surrounding it and at the subway station entrance. Maybe moving through the park would be easier than trying to sneak past all the zombies in the street, but you'd have to figure out a way into the park unseen first, or it sort of defeats the purpose. You're about to decide what to do next when you think to check your cell phone again. Maybe being higher up will improve the signal strength. Looking, you see that you have three bars, probably enough to make a call. So our options are to try to call 911 on the cell phone, or go back down the car ramps to look through the vehicles left behind on the various levels. I feel like let's try to use the cell phone. Okay. Is 911 going to answer? Probably not, but... Well, we still have the option to have, look in the well, cars. we have to go back down. We better still have the option to look in the cars. I'll be mad. But I think we should try and call 911. No dice. You punch in 911 into the cell phone. Not really sure what they can do for you, but just wanting to hear another human's voice. You are disappointed, however, as you get... A fast, busy signal, the kind that goes off when a phone stays off the hook too long. <laughs> you hang up the cell phone, and our only option is to go back down the car ramps, look through the old vehicles left behind on the various levels. Back down. With nothing else of use up here on the top. Why didn't he try calling someone else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 911, not your wife. With nothing else of, of use up here on the top of the parking garage, and knowing there are no zombies in the building, you had back down the car ramps to look through the vehicles left behind on the various levels. On the sixth floor, one car in particular catches your attention, a Volkswagen Golf at the edge of the parking area that's up on a jack with the front tire off, lying on the ground. Nearby is a four-way tire spider, the type of tire iron with different size sockets on each of the four ends, essentially being a large metal plus sign. You figure it might make a good grappling hook. So you head over and pick it up. This is how we're going to get into the sewer. Oh, yeah. Good thinking. Remembering. Thank you. Um, the next level down, you spot a large SUV with a bicycle rack on the back. Two mountain bikes are chained to the rack. Mm -hmm. One is rather nice with full suspension. You consider... You consider whether you should try to take the bike. It would allow you to travel faster, but then you might be sacrificing a little stealth. Unlike a car, however, a mountain bike is a lot quieter and can fit through the gridlock or go off-road if you have to. This particular bike is very light too, weighing only 25 pounds. Seeing the mountain bike triggers memories of your own background in mountain biking. You're pretty good at it and still try to go out at least once a month with friends. You are suddenly very tempted to take the bike. That's foreshadowing. That's suggesting that it's probably good because we have experience with biking. That's my personal opinion. Ex Don't counsel me. Examining the chain, you see that it is secured with a four pin barrel lock. You can't believe your luck. Okay. And even if only is it for a short amount of time, like... But what if it takes him so long to crack the code that it's dark? It gets dark. I don't know. Do you want to do flip heads or tails? Oh. Well, I just clicked 
Oh. We have to... Apparently, this is fun. Bike lock. You have to guess the four-digit combination by turning the four rings, each numbered zero to nine, on the lock's barrel. Luckily, with a barrel lock, you can do it one ring at a time by pulling on each end of the lock and feeling as the rings fall into place. Oy. What number do you think? Seven? Yeah. Um, uh-oh. Seven's not it? No. <gasps> That's why. Four's not it? Four's not it. Okay, what number? Try zero. Okay, what about nine? One? One, okay. Do you uh, think it's... seven. It's not one, two, three, do it. Uh, nine. Okay, mm. one, nine, four. <gasps> I was right. Um, zero, two, three. One nine four five is a code. We got it. That was fun. You crack the lock and unchain the mountain bikes. Taking the sweet ultra light full suspension bike, you move down the rest of the levels with it, looking for anything else that might help you on your way. You don't find anything of else worth mentioning. Arriving on the second floor, you consider which way to go from here. You can climb over the side of the retaining wall surrounding the level and drop down into the alleyway leading into the back streets. Or you could ride for the park and then go north or south from there. Going into the back streets avoids all the zombies you saw in front of the building. But who knows what else you'll find lurking in them. Going into the park means you'll have hundreds of zombies after you. But you should be able to route, outrun them easily on the bike and lose them in the wooded sections of the park. Our options, check out the parking garage office before heading out. Take the bike into the back streets or take the bike into Fox Park. Do we okay, check so the office? Maybe. Can we just peek into it? Like, we don't have to open the door, do we? I don't know, but I feel like what if there's, like, the the most valuable thing in the world? Let's do it. In real life, I probably would check it. Heads or tails? Heads is check it. Tails is one of the other options. Okay. Tails. So one of the other options. Yeah, unless you really want to check it out. What do you want to do? I mean, I want to check it out, but I'm worried we're going to go in and die. <laughs> okay, I feel like... Backstreet. Yeah, backstreet's not the park. Behind the parking garage. You use your rope and drop over the side of the parking garage into the alleyway behind the building. Slowly making your way on the mountain bike, you go into the narrow lane running north and south. Along both sides of the lane, for as far as you can see in both directions, are a number of loading docks, large dumpsters, and huge piles of old pallets. This must be one of the utility access lanes for trash service and deliveries to the tall surrounding buildings on either side. You also notice a manhole cover in the middle of the lane not too far away. Looking carefully up and down the lane, you do see the movement of zombies here or there, but they are so spread out that you think you could take them as needed without being noticed by the rest. As long as you only had to face one or two at a time and off to the side out of sight, you might just be able to make progress through the city. You take a moment to gather your resolve and decide which way to go, and whether through the back streets or by main sewer line. When a thought abruptly strikes you, you remember that there's a gun shop just two blocks north of here. We have a million options for this one. We can take the back streets to the gun shop, which is only two blocks away, take the back streets to the police precinct, take the back streets to the hospital. Okay, all the hospital? We're not going to the hospital. Are, we're not doing. Obviously, that would be the worst place to go. They literally told us, absolutely do not go to the hospital. Yeah, and, and every other zombie thing I've ever read, they didn't, or listened to or watched, you do not go to the hospital. Find a manhole cover and travel through the main sewer line to the police precinct. Find a manhole cover and travel through the main sewer line of the hospital. 
take the back streets towards the suburbs and out of the city, or travel south through the main sewer line. Okay, so let's take out the ones we would absolutely not do. So absolutely not the hospitals. Absolutely no hospital ones. I feel like the gun shop's really enticing. Yeah, I would I would say gun shop. I don't think we should take the back streets of the police precinct. No, the back streets. We're going to go with the police precinct. Mm -mm. Let's take the manhole. Yeah, that's what I think. But we the could... police precinct is literally in the city. Do Which we want to go I further into the city or do we just want to dip? I think we should. But if we go to the gun shop first. Yeah, maybe. And then maybe dip. I feel like... I think the yeah. city is not the place for us to be. Absolutely not. Suburbs are going to be better. Yeah, for sure. And let's you can get the, supplies in the suburbs. I think let's go to the gun shop. Okay, gun shop. The gun shop. You take your mountain bike and slowly make your way up the lane, darting between the loading docks and dumpsters, and hiding behind abandoned delivery trucks and piles of old pallets whenever the zombies get too close. The hardest part of moving through the city is crossing the main streets. There isn't a main street in the entire city that isn't gridlocked with abandoned vehicles and swarming with the undead. It's as if most of them were either caught and turned on the streets in the first place, or simply wandered out from the surrounding buildings afterwards. Ironically, the only good thing about the main streets is the gridlock. While you can't take a car and drive more than two feet in any direction, you can crouch low and walk your bike across the streets between the vehicles without being seen by surrounding zombies. One disturbing thing you notice while crossing the streets, however, is that the sky to the distant east is filled with rising columns of dark smoke and an orangish glow. Many buildings on the east side of the city are burning. I'm pretty Just, sure the police precinct was on the east. I think we should dip. I, Go to the gun shop, dip. Yep, I agree. At length, you arrive in the back alley of the block with the gun shop on it. Carefully making your way through the narrow lane, you spot the backside of a building with heavy bars across the lower windows and what must have been a solid steel door up a short block of steps. Now, however, the door hangs ajar, riddled with shotgun blasts and bullet holes. There's none. The alleyway here is littered, two feet deep and hundreds of dead, shot-up bodies, mostly zombies, but at the front of the pile, you also see some of the dead still clutching machetes, sledgehammers, shovels, and clubs. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't have come here. Either the zombies have started to carry weapons, or those guys are trying to force their way into the gun shop. You'd have to be pretty desperate, though, to assault a gun shop with such primitive weapons. But then you'd guess even that would be preferable to being eaten alive by hungry zombies. Speaking of zombies, you don't see any around at the moment. At least still moving, that is. You lean the mountain bike against the wall, cover your nose from the stench, and our options are to cautiously go inside the gun shop. Or take a moment to search the dead for a better weapon first. Take a moment and search for a better weapon. The crowbar? Are we going to get bitten? I think, they, like you said, there's no movement. The chance is unlikely. You don't think we should take a moment and search for a better weapon? No, I'm saying is there a chance we could get bitten again? For either one, I feel like. Okay, let's just take a moment. Another pistol. Before going into the gun shop, you stop among the dead and kick a few of them over to see if you can find a better weapon. You see the machetes and pass. Why? It's the better than nothing. I feel like a machete, like take a machete and the crowbar. <laughs> Not enough reach compared to what you already have and nowhere near the utility. A sledgehammer might do some serious damage, but way too slow if you got to fight off more than one zombie at a time. Not to mention just plain heavy. The shovels seem like the best choice of what you see, but they take up both hands to use. You'd be carrying a shovel around for crying out loud. You decide <sighs> to stick with what you already have. It's worked out well enough so far. Absolutely not. I would have grabbed a machete. Me too. Look at this. Chop, chop, chop. Like, absolutely, that makes sense. The crowbar, it gets stuck. I know, whatever, <gasps> whatever. That's how we got bit the first time. I would grab the machete. True. You are about to go inside when a black shape under one body grabs your attention. Shoving the stiff aside, you find another pistol. 
Picking it up and checking the clip, you're not even a little surprised to find that it's out of bullets completely. You take it with you, however, hoping to find ammo for it inside, and our only option is to continue inside the gun shop. Pillaged. Mm. That's you... not a good sign. Ugh. No, absolutely it's not. That means there's nothing. You move slowly into the back supply room of the gun shop to see more of the dead slumped here and there in slick pools of putrefying body fluids. Disgust. The stench here is so foul that it's hard to breathe and you can actually hear the maggots moving around in and working on the various corpses. I hate that word. That's disgusting. As you enter, a huge swarm of large flies is disturbed and launches into the air with a loud buzz. You don't even bother trying to swat any away for fear of letting go of your nose and breathing in some of the death. <laughs> Bullet holes riddle all of the walls and thousands of spent shells mixed, mixed with the dead. And every single corpse in the room has one or more gunshot wounds in the head, some lacking anything left of a head altogether. Even after what you've already seen, this gruesome slaughter makes your stomach lurch. Worst yet, the place has already been completely ransacked and looted. The shelves and the and counters of the back room are completely bare. We're not overturned or smashed to bits. You're not feeling very confident of finding anything useful in here. As you continue into a short hallway through another broke-down door, past a torn-up office, and enter into the gun shop's sales room, looking out of the short hallway... That leads back behind you to the supply room. You see even more dead. These having come in through now shattered storefront windows out in the street surrounding the front of the store is another deep field of lifeless bodies. Exactly as those out back. Looters in front and zombies in the rear. The owner of the gun shop must not have intended on sharing any of his weapons during the initial outbreak. (laughs) You wonder for a moment where the heavy metal bars are that would normally cover the large storefront windows of the gun shop. Looking into the street again, you see the answer. The burned out remains of a bullet-ridden pickup truck trailing a heavy chain behind. And to the chain, of course, is attached the heavy metal bars now lying out in the street under so much carnage. Literally, people were, like, so desperate for weapons. They, like... Got a truck, put chains on it, and pulled it yeah. off. That's crazy. You wonder for a moment. Um, unlike the back alleyway, however, the streets out front of the gun shop is still crawling with undead. They seem uninterested in the pile of dead out in front of the store and wander aimlessly about as always. You know that if they see you in the gun shop, however, they'll come for you. And unlike whoever was here last, you don't have a stockpile of guns and ammo to fight them off with. Knowing this, you force yourself to ignore the mess on the floor and low crawl through it to look for anything useful in the sales area. Once again, you are disappointed, finding only empty racks and smashed display cases. You crawl back into the short hallway to head back to the alleyway behind the building. When you remember the office, you really doubt that there's anything to find in there, and it's already been tossed, but figure you might as well not leave any stone unturned. As you suspect, the office has been rifled through pretty good already. There is even a massive six by six foot two-door gun safe recessed into one wall. 
but it stands open and empty. Looking through the scattered papers of the overturned desk, you see nothing useful. You are literally a day late to the party. Frustration suddenly wells up inside you, and you shove the desk back over with gritted teeth. That's when you hear something clunk around inside where the drawers normally would be. Crouching down, looking into the hollow of the desk, you see a single box of 12-gauge shotgun shells. Nice, a box of 25 utterly useless shotgun shells. You feel like you've just been handed the consolation prize for losing a game show. Still, you take them anyway and head back out to the alleyways. You then take the sewer to the police precinct, take the sewer to the hospital, take the sewer towards the suburbs and out of the city, and then the back streets for all that. I think we take the sewer towards the suburbs and out of the city. I think so too. Okay. And why did we can? Why did we go into Shouldn't the city more? Shouldn't have wasted time and gotten into the gun shop. I didn't think it was gonna be completely empty. No, I meant like this whole time. We should have just went to the suburbs. I know. That's the end of today's episode. We'll see you next time. Hope you enjoy this cliffhanger because it's gonna lead into some crazy stuff soon. So hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see you next time. Bye.